Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend, John Obaluski, and our guest. John, how are you today? Hey, Jim. I'm doing really well. It was nice uh, visiting with you for about 10 minutes before we uh, started the recording today. Just appreciate your friendship. Yeah, right back at you. I noticed there's a third face on our, if you're watching, we always feel like I'm part of the Brady Bunch on these Zoom calls, but <laughs> so, somewhere below us in my screen, there's Jan or Marsha. I can't tell. Why don't you introduce our, our guest here today? So we have a special guest with us today, Jim, uh, Pastor Chad Dearman. Yeah. Uh, Chad pastors a wonderful church in West Branch, Michigan. And uh, he has been a friend of mine, I, I think for about eight years now. Uh, and um, it's just been a, a great friendship, a mutually beneficial relationship in many, many ways. We've learned from each yeah. other and uh, and helped each other on a lot of things. And uh, he is just one of the finest leaders that I know. And I wanted yeah. him to be on our podcast. Right. So, Chad, welcome. Glad that you're here. And Thank uh, thanks for sharing some time. You know what we do here because you're, you're a listener as well as we try to find somebody that's doing something pretty extraordinary that we, but but not so extraordinary that no one else can do it but them. So right. we're we're grateful that you don't juggle chainsaws. We'd be amazed by that, but we couldn't duplicate it. But yeah. your your leadership, we first met. Uh, it was at a, at a a superintendent's coaching panel. Remember that? Probably well, I do. Yeah, fifteen years, years ago. ago or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was under a totally different superintendent, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, back when we yeah. didn't have the grays. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, I had a full hog. Now I have a no hawk. I, I had a full hawk then. It was kind of cool, you know? So, yeah. but thanks for joining us. See, just, just by way of getting to know your, your spiritual story, I think before you tell us what you know, maybe you can take a minute and tell us who you are, where you came from spiritually, and, and help us to kind of connect with you that way. Sure. Yeah, what a joy it is to be with you guys. I, um, I appreciate this opportunity. And, uh, you know, I was saved at the age of 22, uh, years of age. And of course, I was in a, a very dark place, like most of us, if not all of us. Uh, but I had a praying mother and, uh, and my life was radically changed by, by the power of the gospel. And this was during a very, very dark time for me. I, I definitely was lost very much in drugs, alcohol. I was one of those kind of stories. Uh, lived a, was very much a partier and I needed God. Um, and I just really got to a point, I was so desperate and so lost that I cried out to the Lord for help. And, uh, he, he responded, um, and my life was radically transformed and, uh, really overnight. And it, it shocked the people around me, the people who knew me the best were just absolutely, uh, shocked at the transformation. And, right. and I, I stopped the, the drugs and the alcohol and the I smoked cigarettes. I mean, everything just stopped for me right. within 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, God really did an wow. amazing miracle in my life. And so tell, tell us a little bit about what you're like, how did you convince your mother? Right. Like, like you, she's known you for 22 years that so she's watched what you've gone through to come home and say, guess what? <clears throat> you know, how, how did that go? Well, I tell you when I went, well, I actually, locked myself in their house and they 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 knew that there was a change because yeah. I cut off every party friend I had I just locked myself in their house 
for like three weeks. All I did was read my Bible um, and pray and just asked a lot of questions about Christ. Um, you know, my mom really, the, the first night, that, that night that I got saved, I actually ran into her room. She was still sleeping the next morning. And I ran in there, busted in her room. And I said, mom, mom, you wouldn't believe it. I'm saved. <laughs> and she just kind of like, she looked at me like, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> I said, yes. And, and, you know, she believed me because I absolutely, uh, I, I didn't want to go anywhere. I just wanted to stay yeah. there, learn as much about Christ as I can. And that's when they knew something miraculous is going on here. Um, yeah. And so God's really done a miracle in my life. Yeah. Thank God for praying mothers, man. Amen. Yeah. 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 And Chad, that's such a great story. I, I've heard you tell that story before. And uh, actually, I uh, I got goosebumps again when you were telling me it, it that just that story kind of story never gets old uh, yeah. for me. And uh, so grateful for what God did at, at age 22 in your life. Uh, Chad, so you came to Christ at 22. How did you how did you begin to sense a call to ministry, uh, a pastoral ministry? Can you talk tell us a little bit about that journey? Because we're always interested to know how uh, God does that because He operates differently in in people's lives. How, right. how did that work for you? How did that happen? Yeah, you know, I I right after that transformation, um, I, I found a new friend. His name was Jesus, and. Wow. I felt God calling me into really going to Bible school. So okay. I went to Southwestern Assemblies of God University, and it was there at school um, that I began to feel that call on my heart. And I wanted to spend the rest of my life telling people about Jesus Christ. And so I went into the pastoral ministries degree, got a bachelor's degree. That's that's where I went, met my wife, Angie. Um, they're in, in the Dallas area. And just... So I've been preaching the gospel the last 25 years. Um, and so that's really where it started for me was where I really begin to feel, I got filled with the Holy spirit. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, my life has never been the same. So Chad, would you ca- describe it as more of a gradual call than a, a dramatic call to ministry? Just curious. Yeah, for me, I mean, it felt, it felt, uh, I mean, I knew pretty early my freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. I knew I was on a straight line. Um, so I, I actually started that degree year one of being a pastor. Okay. And I have been on that. You know, a lot of people will go into one field and then they kind of change their mind yeah. and say, no, I'm going to try this degree. Um, I wasn't that way. I started my freshman year to, to want to be a pastor. And I have been on this course ever since. Awesome. Beautiful. Beautiful. So now you're pastoring what I consider to be one of the, one of the better churches I've ever known. Not just, not just that I, I know, but that I've ever known. It is a, a lively, diverse and a growing congregation. And when I say that, I think people are imagining, okay, so he's in Novi, you know, he's in Farmington Hills. He's in, you're, you're in West Branch. Now, if you're listening right now, you don't know where West Branch is, don't, don't feel bad about that because I think West <laughs> Branch's claim to fame is it's off of I-75 between right. some place that you might have heard of and some other place you might have heard of. And you probably have never heard of West Branch. So accomplishing 
what you're accomplishing. I, first of all, it's, it's a wonderful thing to see what's happening because it proves the gospel works no matter where it is. Yeah. But tell us a little bit about your current assignment, the demographics, how long you've been there, you know, what's going on at your church there. Right. Well, yeah, when I first came to West branch, um, as a church of, we had 19 senior adults and, Mm -hmm. uh, we're, we were in this little residential area. The church looked like a glorified house and yeah. had a cross on it um we could just <laughs> yeah i mean it was it was small yeah difference between a mobile home and a church is the cross on top of it buddy that's all exactly I'm saying. <laughs> yeah yeah so when i first came on the property i'm looking around like god you've got to be kidding me you know <laughs> and but i felt it i sensed that i was to be yeah. here uh, and we've been here 20 years now in january it was 20 years and we started with 19 uh, people were running about 800 now. And yeah. um, so God has really blessed through these last 20 years. And, yeah. you know, it's really in the last few years since COVID that I'm, um, I feel like I'm pastoring a completely different church. Mm-hmm. Um, so many new people, uh, even recently here, so many new, new young families are coming in. We are experiencing wonderful growth and uh, there is like a great awakening that is happening and people are really hungry for God. Um, and we have recently hired three, I got a full staff here, but we've hired uh, three interns and we have a worship pastor who's an intern, a young adults uh, pastor, and then a youth pastor. All of them are in their twenties and they're doing an incredible job bringing in all these new individuals, these new families, and, and Angie and I really feel God asking us to train and raise up the next generation of staff and leaders. Mm, yeah, um, we we also just purchased a new facility just down the road here. Uh, we just purchased a new facility uh, that's going to be. It's very multi-purpose. Um, I, I believe it's about eight thousand square foot. Um, and it, but it will be specifically for this next gen ministry. And, um, so we now have growing room. Um, and as the church is really growing again, we're, we're wanting to kind of break through that thousand mark, you know, yeah. um, we've been about 800 people. We're ready to break through that thousand. And so we're really working hard here at the church to, to develop, uh, structure <clears throat> systems, hospitality. The three big ones we're working on right now is hospitality, volunteers, and leadership. Um, Also, we're looking to build a growth track that will move people into ministry. And so, yeah, lots going on. It's exciting. It's exciting to just be a part of what God's doing. So what's the population of West Branch? We're about 2,000 in the town. But the yeah. surrounding area, I'd say we have about access to about 10,000. Yeah. Um, and our county is 25 or a little less than 25, but Gladwin County is about 25. Mm. Yeah. So, so we have people traveling in from Gladwin, Roscommon, Houghton Lake. Yeah. Um, mm. So it does it's have, funny. it's got I, huge potential. I know there's people like that listen that live in Southern California to this podcast. They, they cannot imagine a 2000 person town. They can't imagine a 20,000 person county. They can't. It's 2,000 people. As you could throw a rock and hit 2,000 people with that rock in most of Southern California. So to, it, it's just amazing, again, the, the challenges of leadership when, you know, one out of 10 people 
within driving distance attends your church. That's a, that's an amazing thing. That's an, and yeah. for you to have this heart for growth instead of saying, well, you know, we're, we're the biggest, we're the fastest growing. We're like, no, we, we see potential and we're going after it. Chad, you're, right. you're a good guy. Well, I tell you, and I didn't see the potential. I really didn't. Yeah. I'll be honest with you when, uh, cause I've been here 20 years, you know, and I think in year seven, I was ready to move on. Our church had yeah. grown to about 200. So we had wonderful growth from 19 people yeah. to 200 people. And when, once I reached about two, 200, 250, I was ready to move on. Yeah. Um, you know, I was kind of looking at West Branch like a stair step into something bigger. Um, and it's funny you mentioned California because I did receive a call from a yeah. church in, in San Diego area. And they were, they were wanting me, they had offered me the job to be the pastor, multi-million dollar building. I'm going, it's like, do I even need to pray about this? You know, <laughs> I'm like, this is an open door. Yeah, not in February. You don't need to pray about anything in February. You get that <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, Maybe June, but not February. And you know, my wife said, she says, you know, Chad, I don't really feel like we're supposed to, to move. Mm. And oh, I'm man. like, shut up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who asked you? You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I'm the spiritual leader of this home. <laughs> but I tell you what, when I was offered that position, I did not sleep at all that mm. night. I mean, not one minute. I didn't sleep. I just tossed and turned. I had no peace. Yeah. Um, and I was terrified that I was going to wake up and in five years, I was going to still be here. Mm. That's the yeah. thoughts. I mean, I had tormenting thoughts yeah. and I was terrified that God was asking me to stay here long-term. Mm. Uh, I just didn't see what the church could become. Right. Right. And, but you know what? Make a long story short. I'm glad I stayed. Yeah. Well, we're glad you I, did too. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad I stayed. Uh, glad God, so blessed and we're so thankful. We're glad that uh, you're in our state. You know, Chad, you said something there that we're going to go off track here just a little bit. You talked about the role Angie played in that decision-making. And um, um, you and I have had conversations, uh, quite a few actually in the last eight years. And we've talked about how God uses our spouses to speak to us so often. And um, I um, I don't know that we value or we understand that uh, a, a bit in the big picture. I think, I think Jim, and I and you, we've we've seen that in operation with our wives. We yeah. know um, many times they know the will of the Lord before we do. Right. Um, and and I just wanted to jump off on that real quick and just encourage those of you who are listening and watching uh, today. You know, if if God is calling you to do something, you're married, and God is calling you to do something. Um, he's also going to speak to your spouse. Right. And 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 there needs to be that unity and that that uh, that together approach, unified approach to saying yes to that opportunity or no to that opportunity. I, I and I feel like it's not just when it relates to like a, a next season of life. Sometimes our spouses have insight into what's actually yeah. going on in our church, right? And right. and we're so busy in the day to day, and they they look at it and they say, Hey, Chad, or Hey, Jim, yeah. are you seeing what I'm seeing here? I mean, right. is that, am I making that up or do you feel like nope. that's right uh, on the, on the money? That's absolutely accurate. Um, 
<clears throat> and it's been like that from the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, our whole <laughs> ministry, our whole ministry, even all the way back into college. Um, my wife's discernment has just been incredible. Um, yeah. And it's amazing, even myself, uh, how many times she has, you know, she's like a rumble strip on the side of the highway. <laughs> when I start getting off course, you yeah. know, that noise and, and it just pulls me, get back in line. Uh, not that she's, you know, not that Angie's, she wants to be in the will of God. She prays, I want to be in the will of God. But I'm amazed how many times God has used her hmm. uh, in my life to confirm something. Uh, yeah. And it's just been ongoing for, you know, 25 years. We've been married 25 years and it's just been incredible. You know, there's that there's that thought that, you know, God says it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good. And then he sees man alone. He goes, that's not good. First time God says those words in scripture, that's not good. So he makes a helper and it's I, We've observed here, you know, he didn't make another part. He made a counterpart. So different. Mm -hmm. But but in that difference, a completion, you know, that would, uh, if I needed help mowing the lawn, God would have made a son. He would have made a brother. But I didn't. I, I needed someone who was completely different, body, soul, and spirit, and and yet had this, this ability to connect to me so that I've got this, you know, this partnership. Um Man, learning to trust each other's voice in marriage and in ministry, it's hard. I mean, I, we brought a lot of baggage. My wife and I both brought all of our, all of our baggage with us into marriage. I'm a, um, a, a D, uh, you know, ex-cop. If, if you don't have their attention, speak louder. She's this right. abused child that, that turtles and hides when someone raises their voice. You know, we both brought those bags. We love each other, but we brought all of our luggage with us on the honeymoon <laughs> and learned right. in the first year of marriage that we were, although we loved each other, our weaknesses didn't play well together. And that, and like you're saying that those decades of learning to trust the other one's voice, learning to trust the other one's heart, um, getting rid of the bags because you love them more than you love the bags. Right. You know, it's a, it's a diabolical genius that God created a woman for a man. It's, 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 it's so inescapable because I can selfishly look in the mirror and say, I'm all right. But if I hurt her, I can't look in the mirror anymore. I, I gotta, I gotta change because I love her more than me. And then God gives you kids grandkids don't get me started but yeah it's right. i'm glad you brought that out john because i i think that's a that's good word really for everybody good. if god gave you a spouse mm -hmm. that spouse's heart is just as engaged in this thing as yours and listening to them slow down speed up be careful don't do it do it those voices are very important yes they are yeah. um so so chad uh, thank you for all of that. And now we want to get into the real reason we wanted to interview you. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think we're only going to be able to get to this question. And there's maybe a few sub questions under it. And then if you don't mind, we'd like to have you uh, record another podcast with us. Sure. Yeah. I'd be glad to. Yeah. So, Chad, here's here's the here's the question that I we really want to drill down on with you. We talk on this on this podcast a lot about rhythms, work rhythms, yeah. rest rhythms. And, and I think we sound like a broken record sometimes. And Jim and I were doing a, we were doing a pod, a, a few back saying, uh, I think it was four signs you might be out of rhythm. And, and I mentioned this good friend of mine who pastors yeah. this wonderful church up North who has this 550 approach to work. Right. Can you tell us about that? I, I was I've been fascinated about it since you told me about that a few years ago. Can you explain that to us? What is the five fifty approach that you use to work? 
Sure. You know, I, I have always read and studied material that would help me to get better as a person, as a leader, um, time management, all of those things. I mean, we all want to improve in those things. And, and I came across uh, a man named Brandon Bouchard. Uh, he's very well known. He's a motivational speaker. Um, he's kind of like a Brian Tracy, a John Maxwell, um, just really strong in leadership. And I came across a teaching of his called the five fifties mm -hmm. and this material, uh, and it really has transformed how I work uh, as a pastor and the five fifties really all it is, is uh, it's, it's a 50 minute time block that you work in that 50 minutes without any distractions, mm -hmm. uh, no disruptions. And you use the timer on your, clock or your phone and you set it for 50 minutes, you push start and you work the entire time that is happening. Uh, so many times you and I get distracted by a text message or we yeah. get distracted by um, an email or somebody will come in and, and we're more reactive to things than we are uh, proactive. And this really helped me to be clear in the, the focus of the day of what I was working on. And so I set up five fifties and then I take a 10 minute break uh, in between those fifties. And, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I can work for a good solid hour, 50 minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And still be clear in my mind, have energy. But when I get to an hour past an hour, I start yawning. I start just getting a little, you know, so I've learned that with the, the 50 minutes and then take a 10 minute, I'll stand up, walk around the office, get some tea, get some coffee, get some water, uh, interact with somebody on staff, whatever I need to do. Um, and then go back to my office and do it again. And I will, I will set 50 minutes and I will, I will, I will know exactly what I want to use those fifties for. Yeah. yeah that's important too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I will literally focus. So instead of trying this for a few minutes and then get on work on that, I just focus. The, it's like laser focused. Right. Um, and then I get up and stretch and walk around and, and do it again. So I will do five of those as much as I can at work. Um, and I work the whole time and it's mm -hmm. absolutely transformed, um, my, my work. I'm never behind mm -hmm. for the most part. Um, you get, I get so much done yeah. and it's, it's really transformed my ministry, my life. You know, Chad, how long have you been doing the five fifties? I've been doing them now about, I'd say five years, four or five years. Okay. Those of you who are listening and watching. I want you to hear what Chad just said. <laughs> he's the pastor of a growing church. And for the last four to five years, he's been using this focused, laser focused approach to work. And his church has gotten healthier. It has uh, uh, reached more people for Jesus. They're discipling people. And I think, Chad, I, I think part of the reason why is because of how focused you are. And I, I am amazed at how much time leaders waste um, because yeah. they don't have a game plan 
going into their day. Um, you know, they, they work on whatever kind of crosses their desk or whoever's knocking on their door, whoever screams the loudest. And, and they're working 60 hours a week, but not, they're not achieving anywhere right. near the level of right. productivity you are right. because of the focus of it. It's, it's like the power of a laser is, is the focus of the right. beam, yeah. right? And, and so I, I want those of you who love this podcast, listen to this podcast, I, I want you to hear that. Because your life will be measurably better if you adopt something like this and you focus on the most important things, no distractions, shut the phone off, shut the door. Nobody comes in during that that 50 minutes and you for 50 minutes, you're focused on one thing. I mean, it's just, it's just powerful. And and, and I, 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 that's like a mantra for me. And now we've got somebody on the podcast who's living this out. And still, he's not a workaholic, and he's he's growing a wonderful church. Yeah, and that makes me extremely <laughs> excited, and 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 I want that for everybody who's listening. Right, yeah. um, Jim, do you have you want to push up on that just a little? Well, bit? I I I think the questions that I have, and I think I probably know the answer, is that I, I would guess that on Monday. In this 50, you you always do this during that time. And then Tuesday on the third 50 is where you found it's best to do that. Is that right? So it isn't, it, I, I've got a list of 25 things to do and I just put them in somewhere, but you get a rhythm even within that rhythm. So I'm most creative in the morning. Or I'm most creative in the afternoon. You know that. So you don't right. have to put your sermon writing at, at the wrong time. You put it at the best time. And all, how, many, how many of your 550s are already filled in before you hmm. step out onto the field to play for that week? Yeah, I mean, I will even, um, it's not so, to me, it's not even so much about the the, the 550s. You could do 350s. Uh, yeah. you, could do, you could do 650s. I, I don't want people to get stuck on the 550s um, because this does not refer to meetings. This isn't talking right. about staff meetings. This is me working alone That's for right. 550s every day. I do a yeah. lot of, I, I do a lot of meetings. So this wouldn't include that because um, I'll work nine hours a day um, doing a lot of work, but I try to make sure that I'm at least doing five fifties mm. alone where I'm by mm-hmm. myself Very good. and I'm going, whatever I'm doing. I've actually right. um, several years ago, I wrote a book uh, living at the summit, reaching new heights and, mm-hmm. you know, using this, uh, I don't, I don't write at your guys's level, but I do, I did write a book and, uh, sold a lot of them here in the church. And we actually yeah. ran a whole class here, um, using, there's nothing like that when you write a book and then you have a class in your church where there's a cool. people <laughs> yeah. studying your material in this class. Yeah. That's that pretty cool. So good to me, but yeah. I had to use this structure um, to be able to write, to be able to do sermons, to be—I had to do a fifty-minute. Actually, I did two fifty-minute time blocks preparing for this meeting right here with you guys. Really? Wow! Yeah, just just preparing, thinking through, um, organizing thoughts, and just really being more laser focused 
And yeah. that's what I love about the, the 550s. Yeah. It's, it's I, called, I, I don't mean to interrupt you. It's called yeah. the 550. <laughs> you could, you know, maybe you guys are in meetings all day and maybe you can only do 350s. Yeah. Right. Um, right. But I, I've learned that the 50 minutes, though, is really important um, to work to work in those seconds. Yeah. I, I think it's a great place to start. But you can say, I actually have my attention span really starts to drain after 45 minutes. So make right. it 45, 15. Uh, you know, whatever. I think people need what they need. But if you just, if everything we do as leaders is reactionary versus proactionary, there, right. there's a good chance that by the end of my workday, we'll not have accomplished the most important things that I was supposed to do because I, I didn't make them a priority. I didn't write down when I was going to accomplish them. I didn't limit the distractions, you know, to a reasonable amount. So I, this is that, I think it's the genius of this is it gives you a pattern and from that pattern, I think you get certain permissions, right? I, hey, can I can I meet you Thursday at two o'clock? I'm sorry, that's in the middle of my workday. I, I have my, right. my Thursday afternoon fifty is during that time, you know. Well, and, and I my, work. my staff here has gotten so used to it that when they come into my office, they will ask me, "Are you in the middle of a 50? Yeah, mm-hmm. love it. And so it's just even terminal. Now my staff is some of the staff members are using it. Um, yeah, I've taught our new interns. You really, at least for me, and I know everybody kind of come, you discover what systems work for you. Yeah. This has worked really well for me. And yeah. I, I will use it the rest of my life. Right on. I think we're getting up against it. Yeah, we're up against time, Jim. Why don't you wrap us up? And Chad, we're going to yeah. pick up where we left off. And we'll we'll, uh, we'll be uh, recording Pod 137 with you here. In just right. Because I, I think that as, as good as this has been, there's actually another thing that he does. That's better than this. That 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 wraps it up, and that is how you structure your time, not only at work but at home. And we're going to come back to that next week. So, uh, as always, our dear watchers and listeners, we we love you guys. Um, we would love to be a part of your story any way we can. If we can serve you, we can help you, if we can connect you. Um, that is what we would enjoy doing. So, John, if, if they wanted to say, I want to talk more about this, what would be that thing that they would have to do to continue this conversation with you? Uh, Jim, it's super simple. Just uh, go to convergecoach.com and select the contact us link and uh, you fill out a form and that gives you an opportunity to have 30 minutes with us for free. uh, And we'll try to get you going in a good direction. You may decide you want to work with us a little bit more, or you might think, Hey, after 30 minutes, I'm good. Or you might think, John, you're not, you're not, you know, you're not hitting the nail on the head with me. Do you you have somebody else? that can work yeah. with us. And uh, we're happy to either lead you to one of our other teammates or even another ministry that might be more effective for you. Right on, right on. So I, I appreciate that. I've always loved that about Converge, that it's not, the relationship starts with a gift. It's always, you. the first time we met, you walked in my office and gave me a book as a gift. And uh, I hired you, I think on the spot to be my coach at that that day because of, that was one of the reasons. So there was a connection, but there was also a, an immediate heart that was felt that this is a generous ministry and I they're here to give something to me not take something from so speaking of which Chad thanks for giving to us today yes kind of some insight into your your leadership world and we look forward to uh it again uh this is what pod 136 right so we're looking at pod right. 137 one week from today so be listening I, I'm gonna wear the exact same shirt just because I'm that excited about <laughs> next week as well you guys should do the same so we'll live long prosper God bless you as you continue to lead from alignment.